They had driven in from the South Bronx, where at the time, 80% of the children lived in poverty. One in five adults tested positive for HIV, one in four deaths annually due to AIDS, drugs, or violence, where everyone had to struggle to breathe, and you were lucky if you didn't have asthma from all the emissions of nearby sewage plants and hospital waste incinerators. These kids all might as well have landed in a spaceship from another planet. But there they were, singing Christmas carols on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. Their group's name in bright lights coursing across the ticker screen, the children's choirs of St. John's and Transfiguration Lutheran churches all around. The pastor Heidi Newmark tells this story in her memoir, Breathing Space. The children from her church sang of God in a manger as day traders paused to enjoy them and take up a collection. Newmark thought to herself, children from the South Bronx won't see any part of the trillions of dollars coursing through this global exchange unless it's to build prisons. But for that morning, they could taste a different life. They were treated like royalty and seated after their choral performance to an elegant dining experience complete with tablecloths and silverware, real silver. Goblets, she said, of chocolate milk and strawberry milk uh, offered on silver platters to the children. They could have one or the other or both. I felt rich, she said. To be on their side of the Bethlehem exchange, in which we actually believe the story of heaven kicking up a storm in a poor teenager's womb and power bared in the thin, downy arms of a baby whose growing strength will one day turn the tables, a day, she said, that cannot come soon enough. Some of you may find it rich that I, a white southern male, would have the nerve to preach from the Magnificat. This is not my song. This is Mary's song, so beautifully read just a moment ago. A poor woman's song. So there's really only one way for me to preach this without mansplaining it. And that's to refuse to protect us from its subversive power. So, let's brace ourselves, shall we? He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. On the floor of the New York Stock Exchange, the children sang of this Bethlehem Exchange, this divine reversal, this proclamation which constitutes the very heart of Christmas. Yes, Mary has begun to feel the child growing inside her. All of the accompanying side effects of pregnancy are manifesting themselves, the strange and wonderful sensations that I can only imagine. 
the glow of skin, the unusual cravings for things like pickles and ice cream. I don't know why those go together. (laughs) Y'all know my mother told me she craved, when she was pregnant with me, she craved buttermilk. I don't, maybe that explains some things. The fatigue, the morning sickness, which for many it ends up just being all-day sickness. But then again, Mary has also begun to feel the divine reversal growing in her womb. Because of this child, kings and prime ministers and presidents will be upended and dethroned. Old ideas and assumptions upon which entire philosophical systems rely and ways of life rely will begin to unravel. The imaginations of the proud will be scattered. As we find out in Luke's sequel, part two of Luke is the Acts of the Apostles, the powerful call of Jesus' followers Call it, the powerful call them these that have turned the world upside down. And let's not forget that Mary is implicated in her own song. After Jesus' birth, there's this mysterious man who comes into the temple to bless him named Simeon. And he says he's going to be the cause of the, the rising and the falling of many. And he looks Mary in the eyes and says, a sword will pierce your own heart. Jesus' birth, not just his ministry and his miracles and his healings and his death and resurrection, but his birth, Mary says, brings down those from on high and lifts up those from down low. Before she and Joseph ever get to the manger, Mary's already singing a prequel to her son's sermons about the last being first and the first being last. It's already become evident inside her, deep inside her, viscerally inside her. This is the same Jesus who will say to the high waves threatening the disciples, and we know what those look like, (laughs) be still. This is the same Jesus who will say to rich Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, you get down from that tree. If if you're going to be with me and I'm going to bless you, and if I'm going to come into your house and into your own heart, you've got to come down to be with me. This is the same Jesus, lowly and cast down, bruised and bleeding, condemned to die with the wretched of the earth, is lifted up with an inscription both mocking and true, King of the Jews. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones. Now whether we have ever been pregnant or not, we can feel the spirit growing inside us, even moving our bones around, our organs pushing up against the insides of our rib cages. A deep and visceral germination inside us of the the divine reversal. It is a sign of strengthening faith if when we look at the way things are, it upsets us and it stirs us inside us a longing for God to show strength with a powerful arm. 
Christmas promises glimpses of this Bethlehem exchange where the crooked ways are made straight and where the downtrodden, both the poor and the poor in spirit, receive promissory notes of good things. For he has filled the hungry with good things. <laughs> then again, do you find it as puzzling as I do that her song is sung in the past tense? She does not say these things will happen. She says they already have. All of the verbs are past tense. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. It's already done. Already decided. And though I struggle like you to believe this is true, because if you just look around, it doesn't seem very past tense or even very present tense. But God has already accomplished these things. God has already commenced this divine reversal. It's too late if we do, any of us would want to stop it. When we see glimpses of the reversal, these are not accidents, but they're signs that Mary's song is echoing from the past into the present. Suppose something that could grow inside of us this Christmas is, a, is no longer being afraid of a God who disestablishes the established. I, it, it happens. It, it, it happened early on, even if you remember back, let's say, to Constantine, one of the greatest emperors that ever lived in human history one of the most transformative Roman emperors of all time. He started out his rule in the early fourth century, a pagan. And by the time all the Christians had got hold of the place, he was asking the bishops near the end of his life to please baptism, but not too soon because he still was afraid that some of his sins might not be covered. So wait a little longer. And he was baptized not long before he died a pagan emperor. Bring it back into the present, though. Think about what's just happened this week. The, the Moderna company that has uh, been responsible for manufacturing so many of the vaccines, they have relented just this week on pushing for this, uh, this patent dispute. And now it may make way for generic vaccines and a wider distribution so that things like Omicron don't continue to happen again and again. That's a powerful company. They made $18 billion this year. And they're going to give some of that up. Just a glimpse. But you know, it's interesting, before, before God Sorry, before Mary, I get them confused sometimes. I'm a little Catholic. Uh, I mean, that's what Baptists are. We're, uh, we're protesting Catholics. Anyway, um, I will save you all a 
Wesson and Baptist history of this close to Christmas. If you listen to Mary's song, before she says all the stuff about the powerful coming down and the rich being filled with good things, the first thing she says is the proud have been scattered in their imagination. Whatever is prideful inside of us gets torn apart and made threadbare and begins to become brittle and fall away. And that's where I think Christmas really begins for each one of us. Just as a, a baby begins to grow inside Mary, who will bring down the powerful from their thrones, this same baby also begins to bring down the little tyrannies of her own heart and begins to change her mind about so many things, including what's possible and what's impossible. So come with me, friends, and search your own hearts. May I and may we search our own hearts and find all those little tyrants inside that tell us the way things are is the way they're always going to be. And this idea that I've held on for my whole life, maybe I can let go. Or this grudge that I keep nursing. It's time for it to be overturned and scattered. Maybe that's where Christmas begins in Mary's song. Just beneath the rib cage, just below the heart, and begins to grow and expand until there's no room for anything else but the love of God. So this Christmas, may the Bethlehem exchange come true for us and reveal to us from now on that God makes good on God's promises.